Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stuck in Self podcast. My name is Eric, and this podcast is for people who are searching for Christ or have an existing relationship with Him but are still living in bondage. The good news is that you can be set free, live free, and stop calling your cycle of sin and shame a normal experience. Jesus came to set you free. This podcast is about the lessons I have learned, as well as learning from those living in freedom, designed to encourage anyone stuck in self to be free. On tonight's episode, we're going to talk about the reality of spiritual warfare. A while back, I heard a quote about fathers being leaders in their family, whether they're aware of it or not. The implication is that we as fathers lead by example, regardless if if that example is good or bad. Either way, we still lead. The same principle applies to the spiritual realm around us. Whether we aware whether we are aware of it or not is irrelevant. The fact that it, there is a spiritual war between good and evil being waged around us each and every day. And unless we become aware of the spiritual fight, we will always be on the losing side of it. We need to understand the battle lines that have been drawn. So imagine war, for example. If we were sent into battle and the enemy is prepared to fight with machine guns, tanks, airplanes, you name it. They have everything against us. And we head out on the battlefield, and we're wearing swim trunks, and all we got is a fly swatter to fight the enemy. We are not going to win. We're not even going to stand a chance. We're not even going to make it four steps onto the battlefield before being completely annihilated, completely taken advantage of. This is the exact same way it is with the spiritual warfare. Um, we, we don't have to know that it's around us for us to be fighting the battle. We're fighting the battle each and every day, whether we're aware of it or not. Paul talks about this spiritual battle in his letter to the church at Ephesus. He writes in Ephesians 6.12, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You see, demons are not the gangly-looking red dudes with horns, pitchforks, and pointed tails like we all think. They're disembodied spirits, and they're constantly looking for a place to call home. Take the demon-filled man from Mark 5, for example. Starting from verse 1 in Mark 5. They went across the lake to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with the chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the the area. So there's a couple takeaways from that that passage in in regards to what we're talking about with spiritual warfare. Um, 
first of all, demons are supernatural beings. They're separate from the person they inhabit. If if you look at if you look at um, if you look at the passage and says um, Jesus Jesus said to him, uh, "What is your name?" Uh, and the the demon responded. The man didn't respond. This is the demon responding. My name is Legion, for we are many. So this this man was obviously bound with with many different demonic spirits, not just not just a single one. Um, and and they begged Jesus not to send them out and uh, of the person because outside of the the person, demons are just just being tortured. They they need to have a body to inhabit, or an animal. In this in this case, the uh, Jesus sent the demons out of the man and into a, a herd of pigs, and they all fell off the mountain and into the water to their death. Um, but the second takeaway is demons know who Jesus is and what power he has. And if you think about it, this is before he died on the cross and rose again um, and, and was ascended to the right hand of God and, and as a ruler. Um, so even before that... Um, the demons know who Jesus is. They said, "What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me." They, they even, the, the the demons have no power in the presence of Jesus and in the present in the presence of God. They've they've already lost the battle. Um, in in the and this is this is part of the the takeaway for today's episode is that in the presence of of Jesus, when we have Jesus on our side, we are not. Um, we have the anecdote, right? We we are able to overcome this by knowing the battle that we're fighting, and having Jesus on our side. Um, so so the spiritual battle we we've seen a little bit of it, um, how it's described, uh, an example of a, a demonic possession. Um, but what what is this battle really for, right? The 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 spiritual battle that we're we're in. Well, it's for it's for our eternal destiny, right? So if we if we end up at the end of our lives and do not um, accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and, and turn our lives over to Him fully and completely, we're going to live a life in hell, uh, or an, an eternal life in hell after death. But if we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we are are promised a a eternal life in heaven together with with God. Um, but while we're here on earth, the, the, the battle is for our minds and our focus. Where, where we spend our time and where we place our focus um, defines who the God is in our life. Um, and what I've found from personal experience is that when we do not place our, our utmost focus and attention and priority on Christ, um, nothing else falls into place. Sometimes things look like they fall into place. Sometimes it looks like you you have a good job and 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 have a uh, a nice house and some nice things around you. Um, but really, in inside you, the, in your mind, you, there's there's no peace. A lot of stress, a lot of worry, a lot of discord in the home, um, and and not that you want it to be that way. It just it it really just happens that way. Um, there's a lot of Boy, if, just you know, from personal experience, just a lot of conflict when when priorities get out of whack, um, and and really, there's there's two choices in life. Um, you can either live in sin, right? There there's 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 uh, there's always that, um, 
and and living in sin is as a matter of fact it's it's interesting because you can live in sin um whether you're a christian or not um and that might be a bit um interesting for some people to hear but um i i know firsthand i mean i i lived in sin before i was uh saved i was saved at seven years old um you know the even before that, you know, just telling white lies and things, and and, in, and when I was seven years old, accepting Jesus as my as my savior, um, you know, like I said in the introduction episode and a little bit of my backstory, I, I just didn't didn't fully grasp it, but I did understand what sin was, um, and as and as much as I, um, you, you know, went to church and and understood the stories and understood about God, I didn't understand how to not sin, right? Um, and, and like I said, with the finding out about the Holy Spirit and, and submitting to God and, and really listening to the will of the Holy Spirit was the ultimate answer. But leading up to that, as a Christian in my teens and uh, 20s and early 30s, I was still living in sin, right? I, and by that time, I was very conscious of what sin was and what not to do. I mean, even even with, with having um, kids and, and taking them to church each week, right? So, you know, I would take them to church, um, be the, the good church-going father, and um, put on that face once a week, uh, maybe twice if we went to a Wednesday night prayer meeting or a small group. Um, but the other times in the week, I was just not living like that. I was, you know, um, just drinking way too much, um, my, the the words coming out of my mouth did not reflect the uh, the the faith that I pro- professed on a on a Sunday morning. Um, you know, I, I looked at pornography when I was um, just just many times, like it, it, too many to count. And um, you know, being in the in the Marine Corps when I when my uh, daughter was born, I remember going to church there every Sunday uh, on the Air Force Base. But still, you know, taking my daughter there, but when I would go on deployment, I would, you know, do just just completely unspeakable things, committed adultery many times. And it just, my my life did not match my faith. Um, and I was living in sin, even though I was a, a Christian, um, had prayed the prayer and it was was uh, saved by God, but just was not living the the full Christian life and I was was just living in bondage so the so going back to what I was saying there's there's two choices we can live in sin or we can repent and again living in sin can be whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian there's a lot of Christians living in sin still or we can repent and be saved by the blood of Christ and that true that true repentance um, that brings us to a turning point in our lives where we turn away from our sin, we hate our sin, and we, we, we yearn for something different, and we, we submit to the will of God and what He has for our lives. Um, there is no middle ground. W- when our minds are not focused on Christ, we drift away from Him. Uh, like I said, we, 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 from my, the personal experience I just, just gave, you know, my focus was never on Christ. My focus was on pleasing other people, and and, and you know, not that not that I, I think underlying I was just felt like I was out to be a bad person every day. I mean, I took my my daughter to church every week just because I wanted to give her you know that 
that that basis. Um, <laughs> even now looking back on it, it was just it was the false, just a false pretense for doing that because ultimately, you know what what I took her to do on a Sunday morning really bad like paled in comparison to the influence I was having on her and the, on my wife, you know, the, the other six days and the other, you know, 22 and a half hours of the Sunday where we weren't at church. So, um, it's not, it's not about the time I spent at church. It was about the influence I had, uh, the, the other, all the other times. So, um, when our minds are not on Christ, we leave ourselves open to demonic influence. Um, this this is a it gets into a, a a pretty pretty interesting subject, and there's a lot of there's a lot of um, debate in church now whether whether demons still exist or whether um, demonic influence is still a thing or whether a Christian can be demon possessed. Um, I can just I can personally testify to the the demonic influence that I had in my life um, for many different things you know alcohol um, drugs uh, the, the demon of lust um, that I had with with pornography and just the, an overall um, just the overall concept I had of women it was it was very demonic and you know by the by the grace of God and through the blood of Jesus I was delivered from that to to a point where that is not the 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 alcohol is not tempting anymore the the pornography is not tempting anymore and uh, all the other vices that i had before are not tempting anymore but but here's the caveat if i was to turn away from staying in the word staying in prayer staying focused on christ in my in my daily life putting him first um, keeping the priority list of, of God's spouse, children, extended family, friends, everything else. If I was to lose that and start drifting back into my own wants and desires, if I was to go back being stuck in, in self, th that would the, the demonic influence would come back. It's not something I'm, uh, I'm immune to or anybody who has, has been delivered, who has found a personal relationship with Jesus or an encounter with Jesus. They're, they're still susceptible to that. The, the, this is a truly an everyday thing to keep our eyes focused on, on Christ. So what do we do now? We've talked about the, the spiritual battle, the demonic influence, um, the fact that demons can inhabit people. So, so what, do we, what do we do about that? Well, first and foremost, the, the, the key piece in all of this is the blood of Jesus and what he did on the cross to to pay for the sins of all mankind. Um, first and foremost, we have to acknowledge Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. We have to accept him as our personal Lord and Savior of our lives. Without the presence of Jesus in our lives, we are powerless to the schemes of, of the enemy. We are utterly powerless. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I swore off alcohol or drinking, and and I'm not saying that alcohol is is holistically bad. I I just know for me, the way I treated it and and the way I looked at it, it it was just a way for me to feel different, right? I drank it just to feel different. I wanted out of my own mind, and into a a stupor where I didn't have to think about anything else, right? So, um, it, but I can't tell you how many times. 
you know, I, I got way, drank way too much, felt horrible, whether I was, you know, not just gave up an opportunity at a, at a, at a party or something to spend time with my kids and play with my kids and enjoy and have a good time. And instead I'm just over there drinking too much. Uh, or, you know, I just drink way too much. I get sick. Who, who knows? Um, but you know, I try to, I try to stop on my own accord and then it works for, you know, two weeks, two months, however long. And then all of a sudden you're doing it again, right? You're, you're, you're back into the same thing again. And, and you know, my case is alcohol. Maybe some of you it's, it's pornography. Maybe some of you it's drugs. Who knows? Uh, maybe it's a certain thought pattern or behavior. The, it, it doesn't matter. The, the, the premise is still the same. When, when there's demonic influence, you're not going to be able to stop it yourself. The way to get rid of it for good is to submit your lives to, to Christ. You have to submit to the will of God. We have to have faith that he knows better than we do. And that was a big thing for me that brought me to where where I um, turned my life around um, through through the through his grace was really just understanding that. But I I had been I had the chance to try it all myself, right? I had I had the chance to try to fix every, all the shortcomings in my life myself, and I was never able to. I was never able to, and I got to the the, the point where I was like, man there's no there's no other way that, that that I know to to help this whole situation um and it really again the the the, the turning point for me was it was getting rid of myself um taking all my wants desires and throwing them out the, the window in in place and, and instead putting in place the the will of Christ and what he wants um so um Again, back to what we do. Accept Jesus Christ, your Savior. Submit to the will of God. Um, and it, submitting to the will of God, again, is, is putting Christ first in your life. Um, and there's there's a couple different examples of this. Um, first of all, prayer life. Um, we have to... Um, we have to stay in, in, in prayer and, and meditation over the things we read in the Bible, over the thoughts that we have in our, in our life. But um, also prayer is, is used, um, I, I use it a lot to, to fight off the, the thoughts and temptations that come into my mind. Still, um, I can give a very raw and um, pertinent example. I remember shortly after um, Brittany and I were delivered and really turned our lives around and had the encounter with Jesus, there was a night that... Um, um, Brittany, the, the thoughts of, of what I had done, um, the, the, the other women, the, just the, all the thoughts of, of hurt and despair, you know, came, were coming back in her mind. This was like in the evening. And what, what Brittany and I have found is that the demonic activity in our house is really starts when the sun goes down, right? It just, the, um, especially in the beginning, you know, now that we have some, some tools to, to fight that off, it's 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 become a lot easier but now it's or before it was we just saw as soon as the sun would go down the 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 other thoughts would just start creeping in and i remember she was she was just so upset and saying you know how could you do this you know why was it that you did this am i not good enough was i not good enough and and things and and i had we had we had, had these conversations before and it hurt so much to hear it and uh this time specifically and i just didn't have any words I didn't have any words to respond with. 
there was there was nothing I was going to be able to say to to fend off the uh, the, the conversation and and really truly give a um, an answer for what I had done. There was no there was no really way to put what I had done into into words. Um, I other than other than apologizing and and I did uh, profusely. But what really changed was I, I, there was something inside me while Brittany was was you know, saying these things to me, and I could just tell she was just hurting and, and questioning. And the um, the Lord said to me, he "said Just get on your knees and pray." So I I got down on my knees on the side of the bed, and you know Brittany was still still talking, and I just I just started praying. Said, "Dear dear Lord, I just I plead the blood of Jesus over the situation, Lord. You know I I know that these these thoughts are not from you. I know that these um, the 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 interaction we're having here is not from you. You know, we I understand it is a, a scheme of the enemy to try to keep us away from from true true intimacy in our relationship. And just kept praying, kept praying, kept praying. And probably about a minute, um, I stopped praying and I looked up and the Brit's demeanor had completely changed. And she looked at me and just said, "You know, it's it's gone." I'm like, "What's gone?" She said, "Well, the the thoughts. I mean, they're just they're just gone." And you know we we learned an, a very important lesson that day that prayer works. Prayer is is crucially important. And not only does prayer work as you know some people would would think or as I used to think you would you, you just pray and and maybe you're maybe or maybe not you get an answer, um, you know and and you pray for for healing for some people and maybe or maybe not it comes and you know there's really not a faith. Uh, behind that it's going to happen at least not in my my situation but god was so gracious in that specific situation where prayer literally had an effect right then and there he interceded right then and there and the enemy his schemes were were no longer we went to bed just as a happy couple and how i can't tell you and how many times we had fights throughout a relationship and you know we'd always heard never go to never to go to bed while you're mad at the other person or you know never go to bed mad while you're mad at your spouse <laughs> that happened so many times in our relationship there was no way to undo it there was no way like that's what i thought in my mind there was no way to undo that no one could ever fix this relationship the way we had this is unfixable but <laughs> boy the jesus christ he he came in and fixed that for us and now we have the ability to go to bed and not be angry and have a mutual um a mutual way forward in in an argument and understanding that it's the the schemes of the enemy instead of us trying to get at each other now. So praise Jesus for that. Um, so that covers the prayer life. Um, the The next thing we do, or an, another step, is is really just getting in the Word, um, uh, understanding that when we read the Bible, it's not just reading and trying to comprehend. The words that we're reading, but understanding that it is God speaking to us through His Word, right? Um, and and it's it's uncanny how many times you know you can read a, a scripture now, um, or that that you can really uh, apply to your day just that day or your week or a certain thing you're you're going with or a certain thing you're struggling with in your mind. The the Word of God is there to um, have a, a line of communication from God to us specifically. It is all God breathed, and it is meant for um, us to read as God talking directly to us. Um, 
the other part is our, our thought life. What do we what do we do in our thought life? Um, again, the, the 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 spiritual war is is mostly going to be thought or fought in our minds. Um, so how we react to the thoughts that come into our mind, the temptations that are we we get bombarded with, the thoughts of negativity, um, resentment, unforgiveness. You know, the, how do we deal with those? Um, Again, really, the the pleading the blood of Jesus over those thoughts as they come in has been a big way for for me to deal with that. Um, uh, just the, uh, yeah, that's that's really the the biggest way I've 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 found to fend off those thoughts. Um, but in Second Corinthians ten, uh, ten three, uh, Paul says, "For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does." The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So, we the taking captive every thought is something I've really um, hooked into because. You know, understanding like the the fruits of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. I've really taken those to heart as a filter for when I get a thought. Right, so if I get a thought and it's something good and lines up with the fruits of the spirit, I I know it's from God. I know it's good and I know it's pure and it's something I should act on and and, and meditate on. But when I get thoughts of resentment or anger or um, just uh, I don't know anything that that is contrary to the fruits of the spirit. I can take that thought and drop it in the 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 plinko bucket that is the fruits of the spirit, and just drop that thought in there and say at the bottom, it, does it come out as a fruit of the spirit or not? If not, we get rid of it. Plead the blood of Jesus over that thought. Pray that we can that that those thoughts would go away. And and again, focus your mind on good things. Listen to some worship music. Reset your mind to Christ. Um, that is the the way in in which on a daily basis in a, in a moment by moment basis we can continue to be um, submit ourselves to God and do the will of uh, of Christ so um, James 4 7 talks about that too it says submit to God resist the devil and he will flee from you now I've heard that verse uh, many times and I've heard it as resist the devil and he will flee from you well, that's missing a key, key, key point. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. If you don't submit to God and you try to resist the devil, the devil, he's not going to flee from you. If if you were uh, living a life of sin and you're being tortured by that, and you try to get it to go away, it's not going to go away. The submission to God is the key part of resisting the devil and having him flee from you. Um, don't ever forget that. When you're resisting the devil and he's not fleeing from you, don't take it as a as a as a sign that God is not doing his holding up his end of the bargain. God is always holding up his end of the bargain. Look at it as more of how am I not submitting to God right now? What am what am I what am I holding on to that I need to get rid of? What what what's the what's the barrier to submission right now? Um, and and if you're you're if you go to, to to the Lord in prayer and pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you, He will be faithful and just and will reveal that, and you'll be able to repent of it, and then you will re be able to resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
So, so as we close up tonight, I want to read um, a doxology from from Romans twelve that I just stumbled upon this week in in my in my devotions and, and um, just wanted to, to share with you. I'm sorry, Romans eleven, Romans. Uh, it's going to be Romans eleven thirty three through thirty six. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable His judgments and His paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. As you go about this week, remember that. For from him and through him and for him are all things. Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the opportunity to have this this podcast as a, as a platform to share the truths um, of your word um, through the experiences that, that you've allowed um, me to go through that I might be able to share these with other people, Lord. Um, you're so gracious and, and faithful and just, um, and we just love you and serve you. And just uh, thank you for every opportunity and every day we get to to get up and and serve your kingdom, Lord. And uh, we just ask all this in uh, your your precious name, Amen. Real quick, be sure to check out the the stuckinself.com website. Um, it's still uh, a bit of a work in progress, but we're getting there. Um, uh, if you have any questions or comments. Uh, concerns, anything you'd like to hear specifically uh, in, in the weeks coming in the podcast, feel free to reach out via that website on the, the contact page, um, and I'll uh, be sure to respond. Um, so just thank you, and uh, have a blessed week.